Today's feast of Corpus Christi, or of the body and blood of our Lord, I think is a pretty timely feast because this is our second Sunday back, or second chance to be back at Mass since being away for such a long time from the celebration and the receiving of the Eucharist. But yet we come back and it's kind of awkward and clunky to come to Mass and it doesn't feel comfortable, but how do we approach it? Did that time away deepen our longing for the Eucharist? Were we aware of its absence in our life? And when we come back, are we tempted to be a little bit more preoccupied with everything that is different and don't necessarily let the silence draw us deeper into our devotion and love for the Eucharist. Because this is the heart of our faith as Catholics, is this celebration and this receiving of the Eucharist, of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord. Maybe this whole time away from Mass and the way that we're celebrating Mass for a number of months moving forward isn't what we want, but just maybe it's what we need for us to avoid the temptation of taking this gift for granted. Because the Israelites, for the years that they were in the desert, received this manna, this bread from heaven, and they took it for granted. They started to complain to God that this wasn't good enough, it was kind of tasteless, and they wanted meat to eat, and they wanted other things. This wasn't enough, they wanted more. They took for granted the fact that this mystical bread came from heaven every day for them to supply for their daily need. So for us, the Eucharist is not something that we take for ourselves. That's why you come with open hands to receive what is being offered. The Eucharist isn't something that we collect as part of our possessions so that I can have what is rightfully mine. It is gift. And it's not just one of the many gestures at Mass. It is the pinnacle of the celebration of the Eucharist, the reception of Holy Communion. So how do we prepare to receive this gift? How are we working towards allowing ourselves to be more conscious of what is taking place here at the altar and then in my heart when I receive the Eucharist. When we look at the readings, the first reading describing how God prepared his people for the promised land and to receive the manna, there's a word in there that's used multiple times. He needed to humble them. And he humbled them by making them hunger he humbled them by making them go into the wilderness, away from civilization and the comforts of home. And he made them humbled by going the long way to get to the promised land. That they needed to be humbled in order to receive what God was trying to give them. And it says in one of the verses, he humbled them so that he might know what was in their heart. Or in Paul, in our second reading, these words that we 
are very familiar with because they come up in the Mass all the time, but to remember that this bread that we break so that we can receive it, it has to be broken so that we can receive this gift, so that we who are many can be one body. In order for our communion, the one who is offered has to be broken. Why? Why is there a need for this humbleness, for this being broken in order to receive the gift that God wants to give to us in the Eucharist? One silly example, if you've ever traveled with a suitcase and had to go to multiple locations, so not just go to one location, unpack, then repack before you go home and go back, but going to multiple locations and living out of a suitcase for a week or two weeks. What ends up happening over the course of those times of packing and repacking? Doesn't it get harder to fit everything in as you go along? To the point where at the end of your trip, you're just shoving everything in, just trying to get the suitcase closed so you can go home? Or the event where you find that one thing on your trip that you just had to have, the perfect gift to bring home, but your suitcase was already full. What do you have to do? If it's not fitting, you have to take everything out and start from scratch again to give everything its proper place once more. Or if you want to bring that perfect gift home, you have to make a choice of what can I leave behind that I don't need to have anymore. It's this idea of being emptied, humbled, so that we can be properly filled again, or the idea of being broken, leaving something behind, so that we can take something that is better with us. In marriage, the person that you were on your wedding day cannot be the same person that you are five, 10, let alone 25 plus years after. Every spouse has to be humbled and broken for the sake of the fruit of that marriage. If you don't let your pride be broken and humbled, the union that you desire on your wedding day will not be a union that lasts until death do you part. We know that this is needed. And so it's needed for us to be able to receive this union, this communion with Christ. We need to be humbled, we need to be broken so that we can be united to him. And when you can't say something good enough yourself, you steal from others. So bear with me, I found this these words from Pope Benedict really moving in terms of understanding what we're trying to do when we come up to receive the Eucharist and how this time that we have with this awkward celebration of Mass is actually an opportunity for us to deepen our love for Christ in the Eucharist. This is what he says. Communion and contemplation cannot be separated. They go hand in hand. If I am truly to communicate with another person, I must know him. I must be able to be in silence close to him, to listen to him and look at him lovingly. True love and true friendship 
are always nourished by the reciprocity of looks, of intense, eloquent silences full of respect and veneration, so that the encounter may be lived profoundly and personally rather than superficially. And, unfortunately, if this dimension is lacking, sacramental communion itself may become a superficial gesture on our part. If we cannot keep communion with contemplation, the Eucharist becomes a superficial gesture. So this time of Mass that we have, that is silent and awkward, becomes an opportunity for it to be more contemplative for us. So I'm going to do three things, well, two things differently, and just one thing to bring to your attention for the rest of Mass today. Because we couldn't think of a good way to have adoration or a procession like we are supposed to at Corpus Christi to draw us into that devotion of the Eucharist. What I'm going to do at Mass today is when I elevate the host and when I elevate the chalice at the time of consecration, I'm going to keep it elevated much longer than usual, even awkwardly long, for that to be a time of adoration. This is the moment where Christ makes himself present to us. And we'll take that silence and contemplation as we anticipate the communion that we will receive. Then, I think it's probably a time that many overlook because it's happening while we're singing the Lamb of God usually. But the priest breaks the host intentionally, not because it's too big to fit in his mouth, but because it's a reminder that Christ was broken on the cross for our salvation. And so today, recognize that moment where the host is broken so that it can be given to us. Christ humbled himself. He was broken so that we could be in communion with him. And then the third thing, again, we'll take a longer time of silence and adoration after receiving communion. And just take that time of adoration that Christ is not just present here on the altar, but he is present in me now. I have communion with him through this sacrament that he gives me. And that way we can make an opportunity out of this awkward time of Mass to contemplate and be in deeper communion with our Lord, which is the whole reason that he gave us this sacrament.